Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Super producer and host Dave Shepard, he's holding it down for us live from New York City. In Philadelphia, right now, this very moment, we got a football game. The Eagles. Beating the Minnesota Vikings, the score is about to be 34 to 21. They just scored. DeAndre Swift runs into the end zone. It's about four minutes left in this game. We will keep you up to date. As the Vikings, here's a little bit of a cliche. The Minnesota Vikings cannot stop a nosebleed. Just like last season. What else is new? Either way, I'm going to be rolling with you here for the next three hours. Shout-outs to everybody who tuned in to hour number one. I get started at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. And the first hour was plenty of fun anyway. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar joined us. Yes, we had a legend here uh, on the airwaves. Talked about a lot. His health. His good health right now, thank God. Uh, We talked about some of the international play. Kareem is is interested, just like everybody else, in seeing what Victor Wembenyama can do this upcoming season. He feels good about the Los Angeles Lakers if they can stay healthy. That's a a big if, of course. And so thank you so much to Kareem uh, for joining us here on CBS Sports Radio, the JR Sport Reef Show. We're going to keep you up to date on this Philadelphia Eagles and, and Vikings game as it continues on, four minutes left. And, and I just said this before the break. Minnesota got back into it, cut the lead down to six. And I'm just saying, yeah, but are they going to be able to stop the Eagles? The answer is no. The Eagles immediately got the ball back and scored another touchdown. Whether or not Minnesota can put up two more scores to make this a game, I, I don't think so, uh, given Philadelphia's defense. I wouldn't be shocked if Philadelphia stuffed them on on what may be their last possession or even forced a turnover to kind of go ahead and and put this game to bed. Philadelphia leads 34-21. to Thank you to everybody tuned in on the free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, people listening on their local CBS Sports Radio affiliates. What's up to all my friends on Sirius XM Channel 158 and everybody tuned in on a smart Speaker. We'll keep you up to date on this game as it continues on and ultimately concludes 
Uh, a, a quick NFL update. We didn't hear about this yesterday because, I mean, why would we? We won't see the guy play football for the rest of the year. But Aaron Rodgers did have his, his surgery on his Achilles. Uh, he said that that surgery went all well, and now he is on the road to recovery after his, his operation. He said surgery went great yesterday. Thank you for all the love and prayers and support. He thanked his doctor and the staff for starting me on the road to recovery. And so everything that we've heard is that Aaron Rodgers is is expected to come back and return and expected to go back and, and play next year. There's so many complexities uh, in, in addition to this. You know, I went out and grabbed lunch today, and I was asked by someone, it's just like, hey, JR, what do you think about the Jets? And I said, I don't know. Like, I know the defense is going to be good. No shock. Uh, defense is going to hold them into games. But I don't know what Zach Wilson is going to do. I will assume that he's either as bad as he was last year, but more than likely there should be some type of improvement. And so the Jets, I expect them to be good. Are they going to be Super Bowl good? Like the the, the potential could have been with Rodgers? Uh, I think the answer is is probably not. But we all could be shocked with Zach Wilson. You know, there's, nobody can predict the future. I don't think he's going to wake up and be Patrick Mahomes, uh, who is. But there, there certainly could be some improvement, and we just have to wait and see. And so he posed the question. He's like, well, well, if he is real good, what did the Jets do? I mean, you have to think about Zach Wilson and his contract and picking up a fifth-year option. Uh, you would have a returning Aaron Rodgers. And I'm saying to myself, man, that would, that would be a, a, a good problem and a good issue to have if you're the Jets. But the fact of the matter is they brought in Aaron Rodgers because – Zach Wilson stunk. He couldn't get the job done. He, he, he wasn't ahead. They screwed up, the Jets did, in his development. Having LaFleur's brother Mike uh, pretty much go out there and lead and, and not having another veteran with him, it was to Zach Wilson's detriment. And so the team had to pay for it. And so now here he is, unexpectedly thrust back into the spotlight. But can anyone really be that surprised? Really? This is a 39 going towards 40 in December year old quarterback in Aaron Rodgers who's playing behind a crap offensive line. I think if there is any surprise, it's that it happens so soon. And so now Zach Wilson has been thrown right back out into the fold and the New York Jets are going to have even more questions. They, they are the epitome right now of taking things and taking games and taking days one day at a time they got to go one week at a time one game at a time it's a long season and god knows what they're going to have to do when they get to the draft and what they have to do when it gets to zach wilson's contract and whether or not aaron Rodgers is going to be available is he going to be ready is this there's just so much and so the the jets man they are really floating they have to take it one day one week at a time in a different kind of way. They're almost handcuffed right now. The Green Bay Packers were handcuffed on the way out with Aaron Rodgers. They had Jordan Love. They drafted him, and it just became very grating. It's like we drafted his future replacement, and, and he's upset. He's not happy that they haven't spent. They, they got his replacement instead of getting him help, and it just became real touch and go. 
Is he going to retire? Is he going to leave? Is he going to hang it up? Is he going to work with the QB? It just became a lot of beef, and it got to the point where it's just like, okay, let's end this. And so here he is at the beginning of the relationship with the New York Jets, and it's almost a, a similar situation. How are we going to move forward knowing that we traded for you? The guy who we drafted who didn't work, now we have to play him. And now we have to think about the future. Are we stuck with Zach Wilson? Do we pay him because he has now played out of his mind this year? Do we tell Aaron Rodgers, no, thank you? There's so many complexities that we won't have the answers to for a long time. Matter of fact, speaking of Zach Wilson, knowing how bad he was last year, lack of maturity, lack of accountability to his teammates, just play like ass. Zach Wilson was asked whether or not he has to earn the, the trust of his teammates back. And damn it, I don't know if he ever had it, but this is what he said. I don't think I need to think of it like that. You know, I think how I can go out there and play football will earn that trust back from those guys. And, you know, I, I would say I have a very good relationship with everybody in this locker room. You know, we joke around, we, we eat lunch together, we go out for O-line QB dinners. And so, you know, I would always feel like the guys in this locker room have my back just like I got their back. Damn it, I'd go out to dinner too because I know he'd be paying for it. I mean, why not? Teammates aren't going to kick him while he's down. They could be cool with you, but on a football field, they, they know. Like, there's a difference. Can we trust this dude? Players aren't stupid. A lot of them say stupid things here and there. But for the most part, they're not going to rock the boat. They're not going to kind of move and shake things uh, internally that could have an effect on them. They know and see the same things we see. A matter of fact, they see more during the course of a season. It is of the benefit of no one right now to alienate Zach Wilson. He's the guy. You know, we talked about this yesterday. New York Jets ain't bringing in Colin Kaepernick. New York Jets are not bringing in Tom Brady. They could bring in another veteran, an older guy, to be Zach Wilson's backup, break glass in case of another emergency. But he's to do. And so, yeah, the New York Jets are going to be cool with him. And Rob Sala is going to lead his press conferences by telling everyone that, yes, Zach Wilson is our quarterback. That's who we're rolling with. Because the Jets are are handcuffed. They got no choice. Aaron Rodgers is laid up in a hospital bed. Maybe he's home. Maybe he's in a cast, in a boot. I don't know. He ain't mobile right now. He ain't moving. And that boot on his Achilles, that cast on his Achilles, it might as well be an anchor for the New York Jets franchise as they go through the season. Quick question for you, JR. Yes. You saw this guy up close and personal on so many occasions. It's not Tom Brady. I know that's the name that a lot of people are throwing out there. That seems to be all for naught. I don't think Matt Ryan was that bad in his final years in Atlanta. I just thought he got thrown to a crappy situation in Indianapolis where they didn't know what to do with him, whether it was Ursay or Saturday, and he got screwed over because of that. Right now, Jared, don't you think, at least for this season— he would give them a better chance to win than Zach Wilson? Uh, 
I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't think he takes – see, the Jets are in a real touch-and-go space. If you're going to bring someone in, you want to feel good that they're really going to take you over the top. I don't know if Matt Ryan w- would do that in a way where you think about Zach Wilson and his upside. Look, because the, the goal ultimately here is, is Minnesota. How about this? It's keeping it interesting. Minnesota, Hawkinson goes out there and scores a touchdown. Let's see if they decide to go for two. Right now, the game 34-27. About a minute left in the game. We'll, we'll keep you up to date as it continues on out in Philadelphia. Like, the, the goal for the New York Jets was to, to just go to the Super Bowl. Go into the postseason, roll the dice from there with one of the greatest QBs of all time. I don't know, and they, they, they're kicking the, the extra point here, not going for two, not necessary. 34 to 28, Philadelphia leads Minnesota right now, a minute and 10 left in the game. You see, you got to think about the upside of of Zach Wilson. And the other element here is you you bring in Matt Ryan and you throw him out there, and I agree with you. He got a raw deal going to a a, a bad team last year, but that's what happens when you're at the back end of your career. You, You don't got the best options in front of you. His best options and his best years were used up in Atlanta. Unfortunately, he didn't get a Super Bowl. We know what happened. Uh, but those best years were behind him. And, and this is what you get. And so it would be no different than, than a New York Jets situation. What, what doesn't work, I think, from, a, from the Jets is you, you have so much already invested in these two QBs. You're going to have to find out sooner than later what to do with Zach Wilson. And I don't know, to be honest. Yes, uh, Matt Ryan might be a slow and steady wins the race. Uh, he ain't running or moving anywhere. That offensive line is already bad. I think that's something that you have to take into account. Zach Wilson, at, at minimum, just from what we've seen in college and seen from his athleticism, he can move. Matt Ryan, unfortunately, I think would be a sitting duck. He'd be a little bit older. If the offensive line was just, hey, we all we need to do is stand up and, and keep him upright, then I'd say yes, but they have so much invested in the quarterback room already. It'd be tough. And for Matt Ryan, without the assurances of, yeah, I'm going to come in and be the starter, which wouldn't be the case. He'd have to come in and learn the offense and get used to the receivers. Just the, the continuity with Zach Wilson is, is probably, unfortunately for the Jets, it's, it's the best option. And they, they are they're tethered. They're tethered to Aaron Rodgers, his leg, his boot. That thing might as well just be an anchor for the franchise. But, look, the, the New York Jets have, have been worse. They've been in worse situations. Just a, a wild, wild place to be as an organization. Out in Philadelphia, 34-28. to 28. Minnesota going to try to get a stop. Minnesota has two timeouts. The Eagles have two on their own. They give you a little bit of a squib kick. Goes right to the Eagles at around the 50. And the Eagles are just going to try to milk the hell out of this clock. Pick up a couple of first downs and go the hell home. And I think with a, a quarterback with the ability, especially the running ability, the power of Jalen Hurts that they should be able to hold on here. And let's see if Minnesota loses, 
they're 0 and 2. If the Eagles win, they are 2 and 0. And so we'll keep you up to date here as things continue on. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. On the other side of the break, we should we should have a final score. And so we'll talk more about this game as it continues and and gets ready to conclude, I believe. Uh, We're going to talk about Stephon Diggs and his brother Trayvon. Trayvon not necessarily happy with how his brother is being treated up in Buffalo. And then this is is something we have to discuss as well. Deion Sanders and Jay Norval, Colorado, Colorado State, playing Saturday night, and there's already a beef. And it has to do with a hat, sunglasses, and disrespect. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We'll keep you up to date with Thursday Night Football on the other side of the break. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I do want to say I've, I've never called in. I love listening to you. I've, I've been listening for years, and man, your show and what you say is just beautiful. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Happy to be here with you on a Thursday night. Thursday night football, the game is over in Lincoln Financial Field out in Philadelphia. The Philadelphia Eagles, they hold on and win the final score 34-28 to against the Minnesota Vikings. The Philadelphia Eagles, the defending NFC champions, just went to the Super Bowl earlier this year. They start the season 2-0, and and the Minnesota Vikings, after losing to Tampa Bay on a short week, just in a week span, let's, let's remember this. The season started for both teams on Sunday. They lost to the Buccaneers. Four days later, they lose to Philadelphia. And the Minnesota Vikings have started the 2023 season 0-2. The final score one more time, Philadelphia 34, the Minnesota Vikings 28. 34-28 is your final score. You know, for a while here, it certainly looked as if that uh, the Minnesota Vikings were, were out of it, that they were going to have to play catch-up. You know, going into halftime of this game, it wasn't a, a wide lead. The Eagles led 13-7, to 13-7 at halftime. And so it wasn't out of the realm of possibility for the Minnesota Vikings to, you know, throw the rock around and, and, and get back into things. Well, in the third quarter, Jalen Hurts was able to use one of those patented uh, sneak-ins into the end zone. Uh, The Minnesota Vikings, they turned the ball over, allowing them to score. Uh, They connected again. Devontae Smith caught a bomb from Jalen Hurts, a 63-yard pass, to make it 27-7. And at that point, I'm like, man, this is all she wrote. Like the Philadelphia Eagles, especially with their defense, Minnesota having a lot of injuries on the offensive line, that this was going to be difficult 
for them to come back to. But, no, I mean, Minnesota kept on coming. Jordan Addison, Kirk Cousins, touchdown connection, uh, 27 to 14. Uh, K.J. Osborne in the fourth quarter from Kirk Cousins is 27 to 21. And I said, well, damn, DeAndre Swift, who had a, a hell of a night. DeAndre Swift tonight, he went out there and finished with 175 yards rushing. 175 yards rushing. That's with no gain. Well, he wasn't available tonight, and so he went out there and picked up the slack. Ultimately, Minnesota added another touchdown, but on the final play of the game, getting the ball back, they weren't able to muster anything with less than 10 seconds left to go in the game. Uh, they accepted the punt. They went nowhere. Kirk Cousins throws a Hail Mary to absolutely nowhere, and that is all she wrote. Philadelphia holds on to win the game 34-20. to Eight. Uh, a quick run through for some of these numbers here. And this is this is what it is. The Minnesota Vikings defense stunk last year. The defense, I don't think is all that good this year. Once you get away uh, from some of the, the guys on the front lines, Daniel Hunter, my main man, uh, horrible Harry Phillips. Outside of them, I, there isn't too much I'm going to be enthusiastic about. The Minnesota Vikings last year, they would get carved up in the passing game, and, and tonight they got carved up on the ground. This is something that the Eagles have done dating back the last season. So Kirk Cousins having to play catch-up, 364 yards passing. He did throw for four touchdowns. Uh, he did not. He did not throw an interception, but he did lose a fumble that led to one of those Eagles scores in the third. Uh, Alexander Madison and the, the Vikings in general couldn't muster anything on the ground as they tried to play catch-up. Only 28 yards on the ground. Everybody's wide receiver. People are looking for him to see what he can do, how many yards he can accumulate. Justin Jefferson, 159 yards tonight. No scores. And then for the Philadelphia Eagles, I told you about this. 259 yards rushing. DeAndre Swift, 175 of them. Jalen Hurts, 35 yards rushing, two touchdowns. He had another even game throwing the ball around. He did have a turnover, an interception early into double coverage. He did throw for a touchdown, the one that I told you, uh, going out there and, and connecting with Devontae Smith, who finished with 131 yards receiving himself. A.J. Brown, only 29 yards. Philadelphia dominated the ball on the run game. Even to start the game off in the first half, the Eagles had the ball 20 minutes to Minnesota's nine. And so they controlled this game from the get-go. And when you look at the full scope of the game all the way through, this is what happens when you run the ball. Not only did the game go rather quickly, I would say, having the clock continually run, the Eagles had possession. 40 minutes of this game to Minnesota's 20. Let me say that again. 40 minutes to Minnesota's 20. It's like one one team is playing chess and the other team is playing checkers. The Eagles ran the ball, controlled everything, and then the Minnesota Vikings are like, hey, let's let's play a video game. And they, they will never win anything like this. I don't care if they win 13 games like they did last year 
or if they fall down to earth and say, oh, my God, we only win, you know, nine games. This is just not a formula uh, for winning. Uh, every time I look at the Minnesota Vikings, I see a team that's just, just wasting everybody's time. It must really suck. And I'm sorry. I'm, people may get mad at me. It's got to suck to be a Vikings fan. Because do you even have confidence that the team is going to be good enough to, to actually win anything? They can win every single game that they participate in. They can have miraculous victories. They could have terrible defeats. Go ahead and ask the New York Giants. Did anybody even think with 13 wins last year that they were really competitors? Giving up all the yards that they did in the air every single game, giving up the points that they did. Minnesota Vikings, just a, a complete, complete waste of time. 346 passing, only 28 yards rushing. Yeah, there's, there's nothing here with the Minnesota Vikings but Justin Jefferson. That's it. I personally got no interest in anything the Vikings do. It's two stories ultimately for the Minnesota Vikings, maybe three. At the end of the season, how many yards does Justin Jefferson have? He should have a crap ton of them. Because Minnesota, in a lot of cases, is probably going to be in shootouts. They're probably going to be playing from behind. That's question one. What happens with Justin Jefferson and his stats? And at the end of the season, we know they didn't come to terms on a contract extension. What is his deal going to look like? Second of all, Kirk Cousins is on borrowed time, man. I I don't even think he's going to be the quarterback next year for the Minnesota Vikings. So what happens with Kirk Cousins is I believe they will – I think slowly but surely realize, man, we, we got to get this dude. We got to get this dude out of the door and think about the future. And then last, the defense. Are, are they ever going to have a defense that works? I mean, on all three levels? Or are teams just going to look to say, man, we can, we can go out here and punk the Minnesota Vikings. Tonight, they certainly got punked. I'll tell you again, on the ground. The Philadelphia Eagles running the ball down their throats, 259 yards on the ground. The Eagles able to to push some turnovers, turn those into some points. And tonight, the defending NFC champions, they win in Philadelphia 34-28 against the Minnesota Vikings. Philly is now 2-0. Minnesota is 0-2. Next up for the Minnesota Vikings, they're going to go out there and take on the Chargers. At least they don't have to play on Sunday and for the Philadelphia Eagles, starting off, uh, you couldn't ask for a better start 2-0 here on the season. Up next on the ledger for them, it's Tampa Bay, the team that also beat the Vikings. I have a very good feeling the Eagles are going to start their season 3-0. I think they'll take care of Mr. Uh, Baker Mayfield. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. When we come back, we're going to hear from some of the key plays of the game. The players, we'll hear from them as they start to speak to the media and the press conferences, etc. We got you covered here on CBS Sports Radio following Thursday Night Football. We'll get into Dion and Coach Norvell. We got a lot to do. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR. Such a fan of yours, man. Thanks for taking my call. And, you know, you don't always get the most sane of callers, but you always handle it with such professionalism. And I really appreciate your content you put out, man. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Thursday night football is over. The Philadelphia Eagles beat the Minnesota Vikings 34-28. Philadelphia goes up 2-0 on the season. Buccaneers are next for them. And Minnesota, who just lost to the Bucs, they fall to 0-2. The Chargers are next for the Vikings. It's Thursday night. And so both of these teams who've played two games to open up the season uh, on, on basically only three days rest, they're going to get a, a more than a week off to go ahead and I don't want to say lick their wounds. In Minnesota's case, yeah, lick your wounds. And in the case of the Philadelphia Eagles, they'll get a chance to just kind of recuperate a little bit. Always feels a little bit different uh, when you come out on the winning side. Speaking of the winning side, I want you to take a listen to the final call of the game. It was a Hail Mary. Kirk Cousins, a last-ditched effort uh, to try to do something. This is courtesy of the Eagles radio network. Cousins in the gun again. You know Jefferson has got to be the target. He is split wide to the near side. Back goes Cousins. He's looking. He's looking. He's looking. He steps forward. There are no seconds on the clock as he throws a pop-up downfield. It's batted around. It's incomplete. The clock runs out, and the Eagles survive again. 34-28. They beat the Minnesota Vikings. And they are 2-0 and with 11 days of rest just ahead. He's looking. He's looking. He's looking. He's looking, looking, looking. There's nothing. Game over. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Christian is calling from Washington. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Christian? How's it going, JR? It's going excellent. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I just heard the news about the Vikings game and them falling to 0-2. And then the Chargers, uh, who then play next Thursday, I was just wondering kind of what you thought about the Chargers start of the season with sort of an embarrassing loss with the defense. As Brandon Staley is a defensive coach, do you think what's going on with Brandon Staley, like, I'm kind of confused why they stuck with them, especially after the Jaguars lost last year. So uh, what do you think this season has provided with them and going against the Vikings? Well, they weren't going to give him the boot. He's still relatively early in his tenure. And so I think what you would do is upset the apple cart a little bit more by just firing him out of the gate and starting over afresh. The, the issue, unfortunately, with the Chargers, and it doesn't matter who's leading the team, we have seen some of the coaches come through and and just people people hang the hat on on what they do and you expect them to go out there and choke and so Brandon Staley is the latest dude and then before we we went into to Brandon Staley before him uh, well I'm like who's the black guy before then oh man I'm drawing a blank can't think of his name right now he he got the boot and he was always blamed 
And so the Chargers seem to never get out of their own way. And so I wouldn't have fired him, but these are the issues. They always choke away games. Say again, Shop? Lynn. Well, oh, Anthony yeah. Lynn, right? Anthony Lynn, absolutely. Right. He was the scapegoat before, and now it's Brandon Staley. And so they might have all the talent in the world. I don't think anybody looks at Justin Herbert and goes, oh, my God, he's, he's not one of the best QBs in the game. He certainly is, but it's the decision-making that's around him. And so what do I expect when the Vikings and the Chargers go at it? A shootout. I expect them to throw the ball all over the place. If you thought playing catch-up tonight and Kirk Cousins uh, is, is going to go out there and throw for 300-plus, he is, except for it might be in another out. Uh, if there is any benefit, and it's going to be a while before they, they take on the Chargers, you know, Austin Eckler's been dealing with an injury. Bosa's going to be dealing with an injury. But before Minnesota takes on the Chargers, the Chargers are going to take on Tennessee. And so we have to see. But, man, the Chargers, they're going to be good. Are they Super Bowl good? No. They're just a, a regular team, man. They, they ain't nothing to cry home about. Yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of a bummer just with the offensive power they have. And obviously with their new coordinator, I mean, it wasn't really a problem against Miami. But, uh, yeah, it just seems like, you know, the Vikings will be a little desperate following to possibly fall 0-3 against them. And then, you know, it could be a tough matchup against the Titans too. What do you think about that matchup this Sunday? Uh, I would give them a little bit more credit. I mean, Tennessee, I am I am never, ever, 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 ever high on Tannehill. I think this past week, Tannehill already threw three interceptions. So I'm not I'm not high on, on, on the Tennessee Titans. So I wouldn't be shocked if the Chargers went out there and outscored them. So I wouldn't be concerned. But overall, man, the Chargers are just they're, – they're a regular team. And they might be a better team if they had better coaching. But when it comes to, to late games and clock management and strategy, they, they're going to screw it up. I, can, I, I don't want to guarantee anything. I'm not in that business. But I wouldn't be surprised if we had at minimum three games that the Chargers go through this season that could have been W's but maybe end up as L's just because of a coaching decision. So um, they're going to be competitive probably for a playoff spot. But man, I, I don't I don't hold my breath on them. Hey, good luck to your squad, Christian. Okay. Appreciate it, Jr. No doubt about it. Yeah, there's there's teams in the league, and I think there's more parity. Even when you take a look at the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm not basing this off of one game, but there, there's no guarantee that they are overwhelming favorites to just march back to the Super Bowl. Would you be shocked? Hell no. Why would you? But when you got uh, Tony running his yap and you have, uh, uh, well, not well, dropping passes and then saying, oh, yeah, uh, trolling Giants fans after. When you have Kelsey, who's getting older, there's, there's no guarantees here. And so it's, it's an open field, especially in the AFC. And the AFC is better than the NFC. And so somehow, some way, if the Chargers could be a decent organization, they would be in the fray. But unfortunately for them, they are in the same damn division as the Kansas City Chiefs. And I don't expect squat from them. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Spencer is here from Tennessee. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Spencer? Hey, man. How you doing? 
I'm very well. Hanging in there. What's up? I'm doing good. Um, I just want to talk about TJ Hawkinson tonight. I mean, he was a dog. Um, my girlfriend took him just randomly on um, fantasy this year. This year um, for seven receptions, 66 yards, uh, two touchdowns. That's pretty big for a tight end early in the season. We knew Kelsey was out. Um, there haven't been really any big tight ends. But putting up 25 points in fantasy, that's pretty big. Well, I mean, the, people people should get used to this with the Minnesota Vikings, just throwing the ball around because their defense isn't necessarily going to you know, keep them at bay. They're going to be on the field. They're likely going to have to play catch-up. They're going to rely on the arm of Kirk Cousins. And in the case of T.J. Hawkinson, let's also remember this. They just gave him a big old contract. Like, they traded for him from Detroit when Detroit was still ass last year. You know, when Detroit was was starting out of the gates and they stunk, and T.J. Hawkinson, you had to think about whether or not you wanted to pay him, and the Lions were bad. And so they were able to trade him surprisingly in the division, sent him to Minnesota, and, and now he got paid. He's getting 17 mil a year, got a whole crap ton of money guaranteed. People are kind of shocked at how much money he's getting. But look, he's in the prime of his career. You see the numbers that he's getting. And Kirk Cousins, if Kirk Cousins going to do anything, may not be winning the game, but he's certainly going to gonna throw the ball. And Hawkinson, between him and Jefferson, they're going to be the number one options, man. So a good on you all for winning. You said your girlfriend won, or what happened? My, so my girlfriend took TJ. It's like she doesn't know anything about football. Uh-oh. And we did a fantasy draft, and she, I was like, just pick some tight end, and she picks TJ Hawkinson. I didn't think he would ball out like this tonight. But yet again, come back to Justin Jefferson. He still doesn't even have a touchdown this year. In, in due time, man. I'm not sweating that. In due time. Exactly. You got to remember this. Right, man. You have an amazing evening. And thank you. In, in between the 20s, he's going to be targeted all the damn time. When you start getting into the red zone, of course he's going to be targeted even more. It's, it's two games. It's two games. The last time I checked, not everybody goes out and has a touchdown every single game. If I want to go ahead and look at last season, Justin Jefferson played all 17 games. He only had eight touchdowns. I say only, he only had eight touchdowns. And so nothing to be alarmed about. I know people want to be all concerned about what someone does or does not do in fantasy. I'm not expecting him to end up the season with a, a TD per game. I think that's a, a little bit too much to ask for. AJ's here from Chicago. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, AJ? JR, man, you are the man, buddy. Got the best damn sports show. I don't know if I can say damn. I'm sorry for cursing on your show. No, you can However, say damn. Go ahead. I'm just, I'm just trying to find out, man. I was just listening to a commentator here in Chicago on Chicago Radio, and they were concerned saying, well, you know, if you're too hard on a player, you might, you know, lose the team, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, what type of corrective measures, you know, is the coach going to take towards the approach of the next game? You know, does he tighten down, button down, call, you know, call him to the carpet, doing practice, let's go, guys, and get them in order, versus, you know, kind of calling them. And I played uh, football from Pop Warner to college, and never could I understand a coach not being hard on me. I want to be coached. I want to be the best. I want to win. Who, who are you, you referring to? We, got, we we running out of time here. Who are you referring to? It was it was a commentator talking about uh, Minnesota losing. What was the coach going to do? 
you know, with Minnesota losing tonight, was he going to call the players to the carpet or was he going, you know, kind of be light on them, you know, not wanting to lose his locker room? You know what I mean? That's all I'm trying uh, to find. I've, I've uh, you know, he ain't my best friend. I've met him one time. O'Connell mm-hmm. is a good human being, and I think he's a good coach. And from everything I've ever heard from when he actually played in the league, he has people's respect. And so I don't think there's a matter of, of O'Connell losing the locker room. What I think it's a matter of talent. That's it. I don't think the Minnesota Vikings have the talent. People respect him. That's what I believe. I could be wrong. I ain't in the locker room. People respect him. But he can't go out there and play defense. You know, he is not putting the roster together. And I think he's working with what he has. I, I wouldn't be concerned with him losing the locker room. Who, who's he going to chew out? Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying I'm yeah. defending him. I'm yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There, there is nobody to, to go out there and chew out. Hey, AJ, thank you for calling, man. JR, you're a professional. You're supposed to play football to win. I get well, it, man. Did, Be well, brother. Thank you so much. No doubt about it. Thank you, AJ. Well, I, don't, I, I think he's playing football to win. You can only go out there and play with the cars that you're dealt. That's it. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. When we come back, We're going to hear some of the big plays. We're also going to hear from some of the winners. Nick Sirianni on the other side as the Eagles beat the Vikings Thursday Night Football. Don't move. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.